back, we continue. Farming Show, KGMI News Talk 790. I'm Dylan Honkoop. Big protest. Um, about a week ago, just under a week ago, actually, uh, last Sunday, protesters from an activist group based out of Bellingham marched 12 miles from Linden to Sumas. And they were making a lot of claims as they went. They were chanting as they went. Uh, they had a lot of uh, very specific accusations that they were making against a Sumas blueberry farm. You probably get where this is going. You probably understand the background here. If you recall the story from the news, it's been uh, about a year ago, and that's why they were having this march. They, they were remembering a man who tragically died um, during his time working at a, a blueberry farm in Whatcom County. Ernesto Silva Ibarra uh, passed away after running out of, of his uh, medication uh, to manage his diabetes. Uh, and that was what led then to uh, a lot of outrage and then a lot of false claims from this group Community to Community Development as they tried to claim that uh, the, the farm... The, the blueberry farm in Subas, Sarbanan Farms, killed, somehow killed or somehow was responsible for the death of this man. Uh, thanks for being here with us uh, this morning. By the way, our sponsors are Farmers Equipment Company, Laurel Farm and Western Supply, and McAvoy Oil. So we, we appreciate their support for being able to have these kinds of conversations and talk about these important issues. Now, this is, of course, very controversial. This is, and it's a big deal. Somebody passes away. This is, this is a big deal. Of course, a massive life-changing event for this man's family and friends but even for the whole community. A lot of soul-searching, what was going on there and who's really to blame and w what's going on. How? And, and when the accusations are flying that somehow this farm was responsible for this man's death, a lot of people were instantly outraged, angry, that somehow, according to these activists anyway, this farm was responsible for such a horrendous thing. And according to them, was abusing other workers and was doing all of these terrible, terrible things. And then as the facts came out, as the investigation ensued, uh, the State Department of Labor and Industries, of course, involved in, in investigating thoroughly on, on kind of three different categories of investigation as far as uh, what was going on with the workers and what was going on on the farm and the, even the use of pesticides. And they, they investigated everything about this farm, uh, finding out that indeed the farm was not responsible uh, any, in any way, shape or form that, that the State Department of Labor and Industries found for this man's tragic death. Joining us right now, a former farm worker in Whatcom County himself and uh, the labor policy advisor for the Protect Farm Workers Now project, which full disclosure I'm involved with and, and I'm helping lead as well. Juan Baldovinos joins us on the program. You know, Juan, we talked about this quite some time ago um, when we were just getting the project started to get the, to get the truth out. This was back early this year when some of these facts were coming out and and you know, a lot of us were kind of standing back while the investigators did their thing, we wanted to know the truth as well, and certainly we would condemn anybody doing terrible things to people. And 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 the facts came out and showed that uh, some, most of these, all of these, really that, that I've seen so far, these accusations that these activists have made were not true; that they were false accusations. And yet, even after that, those facts came out. We talked about it months ago. 
they continue to beat this drum that this farm somehow uh, killed this worker, even to the point where here now a year later and months after the investigations have been released and the facts have been released that do not support their uh, outlandish accusations, they continue to make these claims to the point where they have uh, over 100 people marching down roadways, uh, chanting at neighborhoods and, and marching to the farm and accusing it of murder, essentially corporate murder. Uh, what's your perspective on all of this? Uh, you're you're very in tune with the farm worker community, uh, having been there and done that yourself, and still connected with many people there. What are people talking about in that community, and, and what are you seeing in all of this? You know, Dylan. First of all, thank you for having me again on your show. And uh, you know, I do want to say first of all, thank you for for you and your team who continue to 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 bring out the other side to to this story. Uh, I appreciate how how you and your team continue to check the facts. I've been doing exactly the same thing uh, in terms of being able to find out what what the truth behind what happened a year ago over in Zoom as. Uh, I think we know a lot more since the last time you and I spoke. Uh, the Department of Labor Industries, as you uh, as you Intel, conducted a thorough review, a thorough review not only of the forum, not only with forum management, but also interviewing all of the uh, or a good amount of, of employees who who worked there this past who who worked this business past year. By the way, although that opportunity from those workers has been taken away, but I'm sure we'll be able to discuss that a little yeah. further. Yeah. But we uh, we certainly do do know the uh, that the uh, the firm. Um, uh, I believe that the only the only points that they were at fault for is uh, a, a couple of missing breaks in uh, in I believe. Uh, Nothing very, very material, nothing significant. And I do believe that even those very minor uh, items that were found was, was more than likely having been in that type of environment. Just has to do with the type of environment that you're in. You're, you're in agricultural. So when you're out in the field, you're not going to, if you're in the middle of, the, uh, of, a, of a row of, of, if you're picking blueberries, you're not going to, you're, you're probably just going to want to get to the end and, and find the appropriate point in time to take your break or, or, or be able to take mm -hmm. your meal. So I've been there before, so I do know it's not it's not a that is the type of job that that's being done, and I believe those were the findings that uh, that the Department of Labor and Industry found, and for yeah. which uh, for which the the farm uh, actually were 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 uh, were given a a, uh, a penalty a fee for that. Uh, but again, nothing nothing material. It is very unfortunate to uh, as to what happened with this one young employee that was working there that came under the HOA visa and uh and as you indicated unfortunately he ran out of that medication uh, he did not speak when he needed to speak to the appropriate management uh um uh, and, and it's very very unfortunate that uh, that just led to uh, to to uh, him being ill being taken to the local clinic it was uh it was um it was bigger than the uh, the, the issue had actually meant to the to to higher level, which they ended up going, you know, taking them to the hospital, doing everything they could. Management did everything they could, um, and I'm sure doctors did everything they could. But it's unfortunate that he passed away. When we continue to hear from community to community, though, that uh, this man was working in uh, hot conditions, in smoky conditions, and and that somehow contributed to his uh, death. Uh, that that uh, he asked for medical attention and was told to go, you know, get back to work and that he would be fired if he didn't keep working at the, they did not uh, heed his plea for help. Some of these things, what, what, what does the evidence say about that? 
Well, I think the uh, the uh, the nephew, I believe the nephew was interviewed. He could certainly speak to to that uh, clear, and uh, and uh, the nephew can attest that that was not that was not true. I believe he has, has stated uh, his statement in writing, where he basically indicates that uh, even he, the nephew, did not know that his uh, uncle had run out of medication. Uh, when it was brought to his mm-hmm. attention, they immediately went to the. Uh, to, to supervision, to management, mm-hmm. uh, and they, they saw, they, uh, they, they acted as soon as they knew. Uh, uh, I do not think that it was uh, weather-related. I had nothing to do with that, and I, as I said, I believe the nephew made a statement to that, and, the, uh, and there was a good number of employees who also spoke to that. So I do not think the weather had anything to do with it. Uh, Obviously, it is uh, it is hot these days, and it is uh, uh, it's uh, the weather conditions certainly do take a, a factor uh, of the environment that you're in, but not to the extent of 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 the fact that you're going to be overworked to the point of uh, of dying out in the field. I mean, I've been out there; I have cut asparagus out in the sun. Uh, there's <laughs> uh, so I certainly do understand, you know, being on your back and, and the uh, sun hitting your back and 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 uh, and so I've been in that type of environment with a lot of other farm workers. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, it, uh, don't get me wrong; it's a uh, it's a tough job, but not to the extent that uh, that uh, the way C two C are are expressing it, the way they're outlining it. Uh, the conditions that uh, that are certainly not 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 the way they 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 explain it, the way they they, they stage them. Juan, Juan Baldovinos is uh, with us right now. He is uh, the labor policy advisor uh, with Protect Farm Workers Now. So explain what, uh, all of that. People have said, well, I, you know, and and there's always naysayers online and on social media, right? People have said about this project that, and I worked together with Juan on this project. People have said, well, how are you trying to protect farm workers uh, when? And all you're doing is arguing against, uh, you know, claims about how he, you know, about how farm workers were harmed. Um, explain that you're pretty passionate about this issue, and and you think that workers in, in almost kind of upside upside down, uh, the exact opposite of what these people are claiming, uh, they were actually harmed by these activists. Explain what's going on here. Well, you know, well, you know. Thanks for, for asking that question, Dylan, because I do have a whole different perspective in terms of if we really do want to want to help the farm workers, especially in today's immigration environment. I tell you, it's uh, it's not the uh, it's not the same as it was back in the 80s and 90s. The immigration environment these days is 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 tough. It's a lot tougher to be uh, to come uh, to immigrate to the uh, to the states uh, illegally. So being here illegal, it's uh, it's it's not it's not easy anymore. Uh, uh, in today's uh, in and here we are, uh, you know, C two C ought to be looking at that. Ought to be looking at it from that perspective. If they really do want to help farm workers, specifically from Mexico, uh, you know, the best way for them to come here is through the H two A visa program. That is a that is an opportunity that any farm worker immigrating to the United States would uh, would basically take in a in a heartbeat uh, i mean what it's i can tell you being here legally is is much is 10 times better than being here illegally because i can tell you this i mentioned to you earlier that uh we're due to this whole situation that farm that was um, that was recruiting 300 employees legally under the hoa hoa visa that opportunity has been taken away and one of the things that I do want people to know, the community to know, is that that same employee, that exactly that same worker 
you know, that same Juan Jose Rigo, you know, those names, every one of those folks will now have to risk their lives crossing the border illegally. And I'm telling you, they're going to have to risk their life crossing that border illegally for exactly that same job and for exactly the same pay more than less and probably less pay. Because I can tell mm-hmm. you, the H-2A visa program offers free housing. Free housing goes a long ways for this type of job. I can attest to that back in 83 when uh, when free housing was offered to us, it goes a long ways. The H-2A visa program not only offers free housing, but it also offers, it substitutes some of the food, uh, and it also, the uh, transportation, it gives them, a, it introduces them to the environment here in the United States to be able to to sort of get them accommodated. In addition, also be thinking about the family that they leave behind, the uh, the spouses, the kids, especially the spouse, certainly feels a lot more comfortable knowing that her spouse is coming to here uh, legally, that it's being sponsored by a farmer. I mean, bottom line, what we have going on is we have workers who need who need the job and farm workers who need the worker. And uh, in this, this HOA visa program provides that opportunity. The other point to know also, I mentioned them having to risk their lives crossing the border. That same same worker also also would have to basically give up almost every single asset that they have to be able to to accumulate enough funds to make that journey from 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 that village in Mexico to the United States. It is very expensive these days. It's not like the 80s or 90s or 70s. These days is very very that, expensive. That's interesting. That that's interesting because. Um you know, it's one of the accusations, and, and there have been so many accusations from these activists. Um, one of the accusations is, well, the H-2A program leaves people vulnerable. It leaves these folks in Mexico who are desperate for some kind of work, and especially for well-paying work because they, they want to feed their families and, and they want to you know climb their way out of poverty and have a better life. Uh, it leaves them in a bad position because they end up having to take loans and stuff to be able to go away um, you know, to, to kind of cover the, the time uh, before they get uh, start getting paid on the H-2A program. You're saying that would be happening regardless. Well, I, and I think it would be more. It'd I be think worse. It's significantly more. I think it would be worse. And, and don't get me wrong, I, I do think that with, through the H-2A visa program, there is some cost involved. Mm-hmm. But to tell you what, but here's, here's the, uh, so, but here's the main thing about that, regardless of the cost, if, uh, if the, let's assume that there is a cost, and let's assume that it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's more, or it's more in terms of what I'm describing, or, or, or vice versa. The bottom line is this, through the HOA visa program, there is no financial risk. They, they have someone that's sponsoring them here in the United States. They know for a fact that they're going to work for three, four, five, six months and go back. On the on the other hand, that same worker who's going to be risking his life and risking those funds and every asset that they have, you know, every piece of little equipment that they had or a house or or a, uh, or or a pig. I, I, I mean, really, they that a lot of them sell their 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 cattle. I mean, that's that's how they they're able to or. Uh, or their four wheeler, you name it, they give mm-hmm. up all that or a piece of jewelry. They're basically giving all that up. And here's the bottom line, though. The, 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 the biggest difference is that those that money that they're accumulating coming here illegally has a huge financial risk because when they cross that border, especially in today's environment, they can they may be able to cross that border. And within two, three weeks or, or between two, three weeks, four weeks, maybe a month or two. 
with the type of immigration environment that we have, that same person can be sent back to Mexico. And then what? Then what happens? And think of all of they've lost without a chance to recoup that. They just lost it all. Versus what you're describing, perhaps, yes, yes, maybe the H-2A visa requires some cost. But that that cost, you will be you'll be you'll be getting a return on your investment due to to if you're because if, someone's already sponsored. Someone has a job for you. Not only it has housing for you, it basically it has all the accommodations that are basically needed for you to be able to to recoup that money for which you probably did struggle to come up with it. That you're going to be able to recoup it and be able to go back home in uh, in in more than likely every one of those employees would 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 want to come back the following year how how is it then that that these activist groups like community to community can can call the h2a program i mean the thing that they're saying is they're saying it's modern day slavery they're saying that these people are vulnerable they're being exploited they don't have any other choice uh they have so many things taken away from them and all they can really do is uh work and they're saying work like slaves in a field and that's not what you're describing here at all how can they get off saying that Dylan, Dylan, we, uh, my family and I, not only my family, but I met lots of, lots of, lots of families, families who migrate from Texas, who do exactly, exactly what these folks are doing from Mexico. These families from Texas are doing exactly the same thing, with the exception is that they're coming via, on their vehicles. Here's my, my point that I'm trying to make here is we have worked for a lot of farmers. These, these farmers treat the employees. They treat us with respect. They treat us with with dignity, with respect, with, with humanely. I mean, Dylan, I would be I would be the first one to go in front of a in front of a farmer and uh, who is who is mis- mistreating any of these employees inhumanely. I have not seen that. I've been here. I got here in August of eighty one, and I've been directly close with a lot of the farm workers. I mean, I've been here for how many years is that? Isn't that what thirty eight years or 30, yeah. 37 years? Thirty seven years. In in working directly with farm workers, there have to be some. I, there have to be some bad apples, though, right? There there have to be some bad farmers out there. Well, uh, you know, uh, of course, of course, there's probably some bad apples out there. I mean, I'm I'm not saying, uh, but it's. Uh, I mean, it, but but put it in perspective. Uh, but I can tell you that even those bad apples are are not or not treating any of these employee employees as labor. I don't think it's even close to that. It's even close, you know. Perhaps yes, maybe they're they're they don't they're not setting up certain bathrooms. It's probably from the quality side. It's probably not as clean as it should be. Yeah, I give you that. That's probably the extent of it. To but to be able to use the terminology of that they're being they're being treated slavery. That I uh, uh, you know give me an example. Give me an actual example, and then I will believe it. I I have as I said as I said I've been. I've been dealing with farmers and I've been talking to employees for 37 years. I would basically say that in 37 years that I've been dealing with, I would have I would have heard at least one story or two. And, and, uh, and I haven't heard anything, not even close to slavery at all. Not even close, I can tell you. Juan Baldovinos is with us. Juan, uh, we were going to be out of time, but I want to continue this conversation. I think this is too important, and there's a lot more that we still have yet to get to. Do you have time uh, to stay with us for the next segment? 
Uh, sure, Dylan. Yes, okay. Yes. Hang tight. We got to take a break for news here, and then we will be back and continue this conversation. A protest last weekend in Whatcom County. A lot of people noticed uh, what was going on. Activists chanting bullhorns the whole bit out on the, the back roads of, of northern Whatcom County, continuing to claim that a farm killed a man, that a farm is abusing workers, uh, that the you know, they're calling it corporate murder, one of the most outlandish quotes, uh, and there are many more. They've accused the farm of so many terrible things um, and, and really they're beginning to accuse other farmers of things as well uh, what's going on here we're finding out as we get the facts most of these accusations if not all of the accusations from the very get-go are not even true how is it that uh, you know dozens of people over a hundred by the time the the whole group came together how is it that all these people are out there marching how have they convinced all these people is we're going to continue to uh, to unravel this whole story we continue talking again with uh, Juan Baldovinos, Labor Policy Advisor with uh, Protect Farm Workers Now. Stay with us here on The Farming Show on KGMI. A protest in northern Whatcom County last weekend. Activists continuing to make horrible, horrible claims about worker mistreatment. Claiming that a farm in Whatcom County killed a worker that was responsible for this man's death. Almost everybody knows now the results of the state, the extensive state investigation, that that is not true. That the investigators looked at every angle of the situation and did not find any evidence to support that workers are being mistreated and that somehow this uh, mistreatment led to this man's death. Now, it's awful that someone died, and, and from what we understand, and from the, the even uh, you know notarized and, and specific um, legal statements now that have been uncovered by um, you know public records requests and whatnot since the State Department of Labor and Industries has been... Um, investigating this so we've been able to uncover some of the details that they found out there's a, a written and, and sworn statement essentially from the nephew of this man that passed away he was with him this nephew was not even aware there was a problem until uh, it was too late and he went right to this farms management Sarbanan farms out in sumas blueberry farm um and, and they got him help right away these activists continue to say the man was uh, refused help um that somehow the weather conditions and the Smoky conditions from you know wildfire smoke in the air uh, somehow contributed to his death, um, and and that he was refused help when he was he had fallen ill. None of that has proven to be true. We're talking with Juan Baldovinos right now. He's the labor policy advisor with a, a, an effort called Protect Farm Workers Now. I'm Dylan Honkoop, by the way, and this is the Farming Show on KGMI. Uh, I also work with uh, Save Family Farming. Uh, Protect Farm Workers Now is a, a project of Save Family Farming. So I work together with uh, Juan on this. We're working to get the truth out about this situation. Y you were telling me over the news break, Juan, you're, you're just frustrated right now watching these people continue to say the same false things over and over again. Uh, what are you feeling about this right now? What, what's your reaction when you see a protest like we saw last weekend? Well, 
it is difficult to to uh, it is difficult for them to go out there and make a protest that's not that's based on on lies, uh, and that is that is really really difficult for me to 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 see. Uh, that is not helping. That is not helping the farm worker. These folks are taking credit for for the farm not not bringing in C two C workers this year. They uh, you know I saw one of their one of their uh, forums of which they take credit for that uh you know they're celebrating about that um and i'm thinking they're celebrating myself, they're celebrating the fact that this farm doesn't hire h2a workers anymore is what you're saying they they are celebrating the fact that uh that uh, this year this year this farm uh, this farm of which by the way had been offering this opportunity to work for mexico for i believe i want to say 15 years straight in 15 years straight and now all of a sudden due to these false accusations and false pressure uh, to the farm they were they did not offer that opportunity to those workers and i do feel bad i feel bad i feel bad that this is done in lies i feel bad as i said before that that same worker will have will now have to make that journey illegal in the United States for exactly that same job and that's uh and that's that's a fact so you're that's saying that essentially the pressure of this activist group uh forced these people to lose uh the the gainful employment that they had been enjoying some for for many years being able to come from Mexico for a few months and and make a whole bunch of money here make a home i mean certainly certainly it's a lot of money in mexico yeah i can tell you yeah, it, certainly, not, it certainly it certainly supports their their family and i can also tell you it certainly it certainly it certainly puts the uh, the uh, the wife a lot more at peace knowing that someone sponsored her spouse to come here to the united states and for her knowing that her her husband will be returning in five six months four five six months uh uh that is an opportunity that has been taken away if the uh, assuming that that same same worker comes, you think that 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 worker will be returning back in six months? Of course not. Of course not, because he knows the risk behind it. And now the wife and the kids will not see will not see their father for 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 you know to be able to do that routinely, still be close to the family, still be close to the spouse, still be close to those those kids who need the father. That's that's exactly what they're taking away. They're taking that away. And I can tell you, I can treat it because I was part of that. I did not see my father. My father left me, left me when I was when I was four or five years old. And I didn't see my father until I was until I was nine, close to 10 years old. You know, and when I got to see him, uh, I mean, really to the to the to the point that I really didn't even remember dad. And, mm. you know, and, and so so I've been there. I know that. And that's exactly what these folks are going through. You know, with the exception, though, as I said before, we cannot forget the uh, the immigration environment. It's so tough these days. And that's exactly what the, the, these folks do need to do a lot of reflection on what they're doing based on lies and the impact that they're having to that farm worker. So, uh, so these uh, people, they, they and, and there were, uh, I think, over 600 workers employ H-2A uh, guest workers. And, and maybe for people who aren't familiar with this, we should explain a little bit. There, the, the, there is the Agricultural Guest Worker Program. There are guest worker programs for other sectors of the economy as well. But uh, a guest worker program, basically, to be able to bring in workers from other countries on a temporary basis to help uh, 
get crops in, things like that. When no uh, workforce exists that's able to uh, fulfill and, and do all of those jobs here domestically, and the program is, is highly regulated and it re requires um, employers to prove that they cannot hire enough people uh, domestically to do the work. Uh, that takes a long process just to do that. And then stringent um, rules for actually going about uh, bringing people here from other countries. Most of the people come here from Mexico, but they come from other countries as well. How that recruiting goes and how that all works. And then uh, housing requirements, food requirements, um, workplace uh, requirements. Uh, that medical, are don't, don't forget medical. They, yeah. they are also required to provide some medical attention or, or, or health attention for them as well. So th these are the workers that we're talking about that have been taking advantage of this program, and it's a way for them to be here and be legal. They don't have to worry about ICE or all these things that, that we're, we're told about, and, and, and th they have documents. They have papers. They're here legally. They have nothing to fear as far as being in trouble with immigration. They're here. They have the chance to make some money, and then they have the chance to return home for that. People are saying, well, that's not fair because uh, all these different you know accusations they make about the program uh, leaving these people vulnerable all this kind of stuff but you're saying what's really happening is all these people saying that the program is bad for those folks actually uh their pressure and the the publicity that they've given this based on their false accusations has led to these people losing their jobs and and you know and so what and, and you're saying what what are they going to do they can't just uh come here on the H2A program necessarily. And some, some have, from what I understand. Others just weren't able to get that kind of work this year. And so that leaves them nothing but a much more difficult choice. And that's what you're kind of explaining to us here, which is to, uh, to, to come here illegally. Absolutely. Uh, you know, that's, that's exactly right. You know, you were, you know, back to your point about uh, there not being enough workers here in the United States that are here. And that is true. And uh, and again, that has to do a lot with with uh, today's immigration environment. I mean, if you look at the, uh, again, based on facts, there's a lot more folks going out than they're coming in. So what is that? What is that? Uh, what is that? Uh, what does that put us? It put us to, on a shortage of, of agricultural workers. Uh, in addition, also keep in mind the farm workers, those that are here, they, they uh, just like any other employee, they, they tend to to sort of go move on to 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 better jobs as well. So the uh, the construction as the construction industry begins to pick up, some of those folks begin to segment into that. So bottom line, it becomes there's becomes a shortage of of farm workers, and farmers need to be able to find a way to still get that labor so they can get their harvest in. And this is a uh, what I see as a win win. Again, the farmer needs the worker, the worker needs the job, and uh, you know here's here's the thing c2c continues to make a statement that they're expecting the uh, farmers to pay thirty dollars an hour uh, i mean I, I hear that quite a bit uh uh very very recently a couple of their forums there's there's absolutely no reason why farmers cannot pay thirty dollars i mean let's be let's be reasonable you know the other point that they make about the h2c program is that uh you know they the uh, form of slavery simply because they're coming in they're being sponsored by one employer and they're and they get to work for that one employer they cannot go work for another employer i mean what's wrong with that what uh well, that's exactly what the uh, what well, the they farm say, worker wants. What the, the, farm work, 
the accusation is that, well, if, if there's any problem, these workers are going to be vulnerable because if they complain about it, they're going to get sent back to, to Mexico. And that's, that's what the activists say as well. There's a major disincentive for these people to speak out about any mistreatment. So they're just forced into silence and basically coerced um, into putting up with bad uh, working conditions. We haven't seen that. We have not seen that. I mean, we can we can interview. We can uh, uh, we can go out there and interview some. I met some of these folks. I've actually seen them around town, and I met some of the uh, the folks around around the uh, the church. They they uh, some mm-hmm. of those folks are actually coming to the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's not what I'm what I'm hearing, Dylan. That is not what I'm hearing. These um, these employers are sponsoring their employees. They're treating them to the best of. Uh, uh, very much humanely. I'm telling you, this is agricultural. This is farm work. This is, uh, it's, uh, we're, we're used to that type of environment. We, uh, you know, we like to, to socialize. We like to just basically give our day of hard work, come back, come back, be with the community, be within each other. I mean, are they being completely exposed to the, uh, to the, uh, truly to the uh, community? You know, maybe there is some work to do about that to get them more involved with the community within the, yeah, I can give you that but that takes that takes volunteers that takes folks being able to get out there you know these folks from c2c perhaps that's the part of the where they can come in and really be uh be a guest to these folks uh i mean we've done that by the way we have actually brought some of those folks that are that are here under the c2c program we brought them to our house in custer my family our family we have done that to be able to get them to to uh, to see there are other folks that are already here. Uh, I mean, uh, they're they're actually one of them. Actually, it's interesting because you're right. The the uh, the employer is is very strict under their rules. I'll give you one example. Those folks that that uh, that came by and and visit with us for one afternoon. They uh they were ready to go back and we we lend them one of the pickup trucks there to take back to the uh, to the camp, so they are very strict. Let me give you an example. So as soon as the farmer did see that truck that was parked at their camp, they uh you know they requested in a reasonable way to take that truck back, and so so you know that happened. But uh, I because mean, they want to track all the vehicles on their property and make sure exactly. that this program isn't being messed with. Right. I yeah. think it's within, within, within reason. So they yeah. brought the truck back to the house. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, I'm giving you actual examples, but nowhere close to slavery. I can tell you that. What, uh, what What's going on with these groups then? Because what you're saying is that they say that they're trying to, that they're standing up for these workers. But in reality, the things that they're doing are taking opportunities away from these workers. They're actually harming these families. Um, they're actually forcing them into, I mean, you want to talk about family separation. That's been such a difficult issue and, and so many terrible things that have gone on with that. And people are so upset about it. It sounds like it, it's forcing these people into a, a family separation situation. Um, if if these people have no other choice but to then try to figure out how to get back here illegally, if if these work opportunities in a legal fashion are being taken away from them, what, what's the end game here? What why, why is this community to community development group doing this? Why are they continuing to make these claims even though they've been disproven by the facts and by the government investigators? You know, I continue to ask my my that question in terms of what is their what is their end game? What exactly are they trying to to do here? I mean, how are they going to be able to meet uh, whatever objective, whatever plan, whatever endpoint they have with uh, through through the illegal immigration process? So you're going to you're going to substitute 
H2A with, with, with folks that are coming here illegally? And then what do you do? Are you going to be able to provide these folks a legal status to be able to do exactly those jobs? How is C2C going to do that? So I'm not exactly right. They do have their, their, um, their justicia for familias, uh, which is a union. Uh, that's mm-hmm. the only the only thing that I can think of is that that extension that they're just trying to to get these farms to uh, come up with to the table within a, a certain uh, uh, agreement to be well, able and, to. And that was that was one of the things that that kept being repeated during that protest. And I was tracking it. I mean, it was right in my territory, literally in my neighborhood where I live. Uh, this this march, this quote unquote farm workers march, which a lot of them look like university students from Bellingham, to be honest with yeah. you. But the only thing they kept saying was uh, these people need a collective bargaining agreement, unions. That's that was their only answer. And apparently they believe that change. And, you know, that they're. There's interesting issues with doing that. This happened, as you mentioned, Juan, uh, uh, Familias por la Justicia down uh, because of the whole situation with Sakuma and a lot of the false things, by the way, that were said there. Um, And and that's ongoing. And and I think there's some big questions about whether that's really been better for those workers or not. But but to those people protesting and making this uh, big hubbub uh, with their march last weekend, that was the only answer that they were providing it was like it, every, all these problems that they're that they're saying are out there would be solved by collective bargaining agreements um and that's it so to me all i hear is th- this is about um them building uh, their union or, or or you know forcing farmers to the table by even worsening the 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 labor shortage that they they deny that there's a labor shortage they say that the labor shortage uh, that farmers are experiencing is a myth that they've made that up to be able to uh, exploit workers even more that's th- those are the kinds of false claims that they've been making well, I think that if you if you listen to the statements they're making, and I have, by the way, I spent hours listening to to the message that they're bringing out. That is the only conclusion that I can come about uh, is that there's that that is their end game is trying to get these farm work, the, all of these farms to be able to come to the table for a collective bargaining agreement. Uh, but it's certainly that's that certainly is not going to help the uh, the farm worker. I think uh, I I do believe that the farm worker will be uh, will be harmed through the whole process. That process. Process, that process uh, and good luck with that I mean we're, we're through I'm speaking to to them being able to to this is agricultural and it's so so difficult and I can tell you that through through that process which will probably take them a long long time if uh, if they ever reach their their end game and and through through that process and time the farm worker is the one who's going to be harmed and to me, to me, my, the other conclusion that I come is that C2C does not care about the farm worker being here illegally. They they really don't. They they uh, they do not care for the employee. They do not care for their families. And uh and and as I said before, they really do need to do some reflective on that. Uh, the H2C program, they ought to be able to to find a way to to improve it. There's probably holes within it, and what they ought to be doing is uh, is is finding a way to be able to to improve it, to be able right. to make sure that it's being regulated the way it should be, which I believe it is. And uh, then then you are helping, 
and be able to actually see. Get out there. Don't don't just get out there when things do come up. Get out there now. I mean, I mean there is a farm here in Whatcom County, I believe now. Get out there and interview those folks now. Don't wait for, for something to come up. If you really want to know what's going on, get out there now. Start talking to these folks. What, you know, get them introduced to the community. That's what they ought to be doing. What what are folks in the local Hispanic community saying about this? Because that community is is so much better connected to what's going on with these kinds of things. What what are people kind of saying behind the scenes, off the record, amongst friends and family? What are people talking about with this whole controversy that's built up? Well, I do. Uh, I can tell you this: that some of those folks have, have uh, uh, they've been. Um, They've been asked to be recruited to on these these marches, and 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 they are basically saying no to that, Dylan. They are not going to put up with that. Uh, they they are looking at it uh, from a whole different perspective. Uh, they are seeing the immigration environment that is here today. That is the uh, that is the discussion that's happening around the uh, you know the uh, kitchen table, as they put mm-hmm. it. Yeah. The uh, the uh, the immigration environment today is tough, Dylan. It's very very tough. The uh, so the discussion that's being had is is coming from that angle. Is being uh being an illegal immigrant here in the United States. It doesn't matter if it's Bellingham or Texas or California or Arizona. Uh, it's it's tough. It is mm-hmm. very 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 tough, Dylan. So this is the time for which we need to be able to have programs such as the H2A visa program. If, uh, if we continue doing this, we're going to be, uh, instead, of, instead of doing more of that, and like I said, continue to improve them and continue to really look at them from the farm worker standpoint, from the worker standpoint, uh, which is exactly what we ought to be doing with today's immigration environment. We're doing just the, uh, just the opposite. So, so to answer your question, that is how these folks are looking at it. This is how the church community is looking at it. The immigration environment is tough. Being uh, to be here illegally these days is very, very, very tough. And so, therefore, the way to go is to be able to bring these folks legally under the H2A program. It needs to be regulated. It needs to be enforced. It needs to be inspected. Absolutely, just like you inspect anything else. I do agree with that, and uh, and, uh, and, mm-hmm. and 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 we do need to be reasonable. It is it is an agricultural environment, so we do have to be able to to be to make uh, make statements within based on the uh, on the agricultural uh, uh, environment that these folks are. are, are uh, I mean, I was there before, as I said, and that's how it needs to be va- evaluated. And uh, and if you do, you will basically see that it's a win win all the way around, not only for the worker but for their families. And, and certainly for and certainly for the farmer as well. Uh, there's no question about that. So much more that we could talk about. Juan Baldovinos with us here on the Farming Show. We're flat out of time. We've got to run. Juan, thank you for your time. Thank you for your leadership on this, your unique perspective on this. Um, and let's continue to follow this and, and inform people what's really going with uh, going on, what the facts really are w- with this whole situation. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you for having me.